Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me the CEO and founder of Stakester, Tom Ferry. Tom, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me on, Jen. I mean, whenever someone refers to me as a CEO, I think that's madness. I'm the <laughs> chief executive of literally nothing. I'm just, I, all I am is just the guy that pays the bills. Like, I think I'll take founder because that's real. But CEO, I always think it sounds a bit... You know, when you get that guy who's on LinkedIn and he's like, yeah, I'm the CEO of um, X company. I'm like, dude, dude, there's two of you. Like, what are you, what are you the exec of? Anyway, I digress, move on. <laughs> you know, I, I hear you on that. I, I definitely had friends and even myself, I'll shamelessly say that in my young twenties, when I did start off in business, I wanted to become that CEO. And at first it wasn't like on paper. It's not like I had an LLC and, and everything, but because I owned, because I founded the business, I assumed that I could also be the CEO. And nowadays it's like, I stray away from that title. I'm, yeah. I'm not a CEO right now, like on paper, but like, I don't use that word just to flaunt. And, you know, it's, it's almost like, the new like entrepreneur. It's like, if you're an entrepreneur, you're like a CEO, but is that really yeah. what you are on paper? Right. So you're just kind of like waving around that title. And, and I love, I love how humble you are. You're like, okay, I know I'm the CEO, but come on, like, that's just a title. <laughs> I was, uh, I was trying to think about this the other day. I was thinking like, um, cause culture is a big thing for me. And, um, you know, we talk about performance all the time in my business mm-hmm. and that's what we're, you know, my job really is to make sure that everyone in the team flourishes and I get the yeah. best version of all of them. So I keep wanting to call myself head coach. Um, there you go. That's what I want to call myself. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think I'm going to, I think I might do that after this. I might get on to, um, on there and call myself founder and head coach. Estate there you stuff. go. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds a, a lot more fun. And I think it defines more of, you know, what, what you said, who you are and what you do um, and everything. So for people that are getting to know Stakester for the first time, Tom, which by the way, in case our listeners are curious, the website is stakester.com. Uh, let us know what's it about. I'm really personally excited to hear about it because I grew up as a gamer. And so this sound, this concept sounds really exciting to me. Okay, right. So I, I'm i not a gamer, but my brother's a gamer because uh-huh. he's not, so he's not, he's my older brother. And so for me, when I was growing up, gamers were losers. They were just the guys who are like, what are you doing? <laughs> right, it's right. Insane. Like you, you're emaciated, you've got skinny arms. You know, <laughs> I'm doing real sports here while you're doing all this. Right. But of course, as I've grown up, I've secretly become a big fan. And um, now I remember like I used to play with my buddies all the time and Mm -hmm. uh, we'd always play for something, right? So it'd be like, it might be for like a beer or a pizza or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of stopped because when you're playing people like on the other side of the planet or so forth, you can't really have that thing where you're, you know, there's something else on the line, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, And everyone knows when there's something on the line, it's more exciting. You know, Mm -hmm. all the entrepreneurs listen to this. They know if you've got your own skin in the game, you're working harder right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's Absolutely. Reality. And so we wanted to create a healthy organization whereby like we encourage that entertainment, that healthy competition where, you know, when we hate gambling and people think, is this gambling? We're like, no, because gambling is when you're, you're spending money on something you can't control the outcome of. Mm-hmm. But like if you and I, Jen, if we have a race, you know, if we have a foot race now, I'm incredibly fast. So I'm going to win that. But if we uh, do, I believe you, I used to be a runner, but I stopped like after high school. So that was forever ago already. So yeah, I believe you. 
I'm like the Flash. I am genuinely like the Flash. Genuinely. People look at me like, he doesn't look like the Flash. No, I am. Trust me. Okay. And, uh, I did say I believe I, you, so. <laughs> no, but if we, but like if we have a race now and we're like, you know, and there's nothing on the line, like we're, we're going to yeah. go in like 80%. If I put 10 bucks in each, we're going hard. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to create that and uh, a product that allowed people to do that. So for sports and for, for esports. So mm-hmm. that's what we do. So if you want to prove to that buddy who's been, you know, giving you a hard time and giving you the banter for the past like six months, saying, mate, I'm going to smash you at FIFA. We're like, all right, let's play for something. Yeah. Let's make Love this happen. It. And, and yeah, so we use the term, we live by the phrase back yourself, you know, so back yourself to win this. All right. Mm. I love that. Back yourself. Tell me. So I know you mentioned that your older brother was the gamer, which actually that's uh, that reminds me. My older brother was the gamer who actually got it from my dad. I remember the old days. um, My dad was into Tetris and um, oh, man, Sega and like all the old councils and stuff. And um, but, you know, the interesting thing is my my family never really got into like the esports games. Like I'm just not like a sports person um, in that regard or in any way in shape or form. My, My husband, on the other hand, he he grew up with a football coach in the house as his dad. So, you know, all those sports games are just probably more so for him than me. But um, no, I think just that that idea, that that excitement of being able to compete with someone and say, hey, put your money where your mouth is or back up what you the phrase that you said um, is uh, is a lot of fun. Tell me, um, you know, so the start of the pandemic in 2020, uh, obviously a lot of us were home. Uh, so tell me, did did that year, did the pandemic impact like your business? And if it did, was it a positive or in a negative way? Well, okay. So there's two sizes, isn't there? So there's how it affected our products and our customers and there's how it affected us as a business, right? This is an entrepreneurial show, right? So people want to hear about like what it's like on the inside. Okay. Right. Right. So like on the outside, in truth, we weren't ready, right? We weren't ready for the pandemic. Mm. Everyone's like, oh my, all my investors like, you know, Tom, this is amazing. Surely right now you're just going to smash it. And it was like, it was in March and lockdown happened. We're like, shit. (laughs) Like, (laughs) We're not ready. So, oh, and look, we, so we released our product earlier in the year in uh, about May. And yeah, we had faster growth than we anticipated. Mm. Of course we did, because you had a bigger audience of people playing. And I would yeah. say that, you know, the pandemic had a positive effect on the number of people gaming. And so as that, you would expect that had a halo effect, which affected us positively as a business from customer acquisition, right? Right, right. Um, and in the summer, like when it's a bit warmer outside, of course, you know, we we grew, well, we still grew really fast, but we mm-hmm. might, you know, we were growing at like, you know, um, five digits a month rather than seven, do you know what I mean? It's that kind of thing, right? So it was, it was going different rates. Now, wow. if you've, um, now what's exciting, um, well, what's interesting actually from the inside is like we went from being um, like five of us, like in this little, you know, we work office mm-hmm. and, you know, huddled around this table, banging ideas of each other to being now, at, you know, a year later into lockdown, we're at 25. Yep. Wow. And I haven't seen the legs of 20 of them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so all virtual. <laughs> Exactly. Do you know what I mean? So that's a weird thing. Like we're a company like born in pandemic, really, you know, so that we've grown up with that. Like I've only ever known these people in 2D. And so it's like, (laughs) it's a a weird thing to go through. So people say, how has the lockdown affected you? It's like, well, I don't know any other way. I don't know anything else. I'm worried about how it's going to affect me when we're not in lockdown. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. I could just imagine, uh, you know, one thing that I noticed about gamers growing up and even in my own personal experience is um, if you're looking at 2D all the time, you're looking at a screen all the time, um, when you actually give eye contact to people, and I, I see this a lot from my brother, like he just 
can't give you like eye contact. Like he just can't look at you like directly and have like a conversation with you. So I'm, I'm curious if like when all of us come out of the houses and meet each other in person, like how that eye contact will be like, will we be giving each other direct eye contact? Will we hug each other? Will we kind of give each other like that, um, you know, social type of interaction that we used to have like pre pandemic time? Um, or is it just going to be socially awkward? <laughs> I, do you know what? It's so funny you say it. So we had like, we had like a period of like, um, like three weeks in the UK where it's kind of cool. We could go back into your office. Like if you had a legitimate reason, we were mm. doing some filming. Mm-hmm. So um, a couple of two people who are in my team who um, I speak to every day, mm-hmm. every single day. Like, And um, I saw them for the first time. I was like, wow, you are a lot taller than I expected. You are, <laughs> and also one of you is a lot shorter than I expected. Um, but at the same time, it was so bizarre. Yeah. I was standing in the lift with this girl and just being like, this is awkward. I don't know where to look. <laughs> I've never known you in like this before. Right. Um, and never we've been in the same thing. So it's interesting you say that. On that, what's quite interesting is that we did a, um, it's weird how times changed. In mm-hmm. June, uh, we asked everyone, we said, look, um, do people, how, like we've got an office, like we're probably going to get rid of it right now, you know, mm-hmm. because like, no, we don't need to be in it. Yep. And everyone's like, yeah, do you know what? We can just yeah, rent a room or meet up in a coffee shop like once a month or whatever. Okay? Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's the future, right? January. Holy cow. That wasn't the response. Everyone's like, get me back in the office. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> and so like, I think we're the only company in London who's actually, um, who's actually got a bigger office since during lockdown. We've gone bigger wow. because like, everyone's like, I want to be back in. I want to be hanging out with you. I want to yeah. interact as soon as the lockdown's lifted because in the UK it's strict right now. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah. And whenever this goes out, it probably still will be. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. But like, it's um, it's interesting how people are hungry for that. Like, we're, yeah, we're, we're hive animals, right? Yeah, we want to yeah. be, be around other people. And I know distance working has lots of benefits. We still want to hang out with people. Some of the best friends I've ever made have come through work. And it's hard to do that when you're doing it over the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk. I think what's most interesting is that you mentioned um, as a recap that you, your team initially had five people and the pandemic, it grew to 20 plus people. Yeah. Let's talk about the company culture, you know, like how, how have you been able to maintain that or grow that in the pandemic? I think that's something that a lot of our listeners can take away right now, especially for the ones that are fortunate to have thrived in this time and they do need to uh, employ and hire more people. Um, how, how are you able to accomplish that? And I guess, sustain that company culture. Yeah. Great, great question. Actually. And I have three top tips for this, right? Okay. <laughs> the first one is we are face first. Mm. Okay. So if you're going to speak to someone, you FaceTime them, right? Mm. Or like, you know, Slack video or whatever. Okay. I don't want these anonymous ones where, you know, you don't get to see someone's face or phone call. I mean, if you want to go for a walking meeting, do it. Okay. Mm -hmm. But like, if someone's there, I want you to interact with them face to face. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so you you get so much more from that. Okay. So we are face first. That's the first thing, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that does help. Okay. I think back to the times when I used to, you know, work as a sales guy, like, I would speak to someone 20, 40, 30 times on the phone. I've never seen them before. My relationship right. didn't progress at the same rate that it does with these people, right? Yeah. The second thing we do is we interact in ways that are outside of um we try to find we tried to find a way that we can interact with people like that wasn't just about work. Okay. Yeah. Now we did the usual the Zoom quizzes and so forth. Mm-hmm. But we're like, but how can we do it a bit further than that? And so we started competing on, like we're a competition business, we started competing on step count. Yep. So 
Yeah, it'll be count. Some, like, I haven't heard of that. What is, what's that about? Like how many steps you do in a day? Oh, you know? I so love it. I love like, it. So literally I was like, look, I really care about my team. And for me, you know, health and mental health are the same thing. Um, so yeah. I bought everyone in my company um, a fitness tracker, like a Fitbit or a Garmin or Apple Watch, whatever they wanted. Yeah. And we have competitions, like who can do the most steps in a week. We split them up into teams and we do that and it works really well. Um, yeah. And it's just a way, great way to, yeah, to have something else other than work to, to compete with people about, which is a cool dynamic around culture. Um, and the third thing that we do, um, which we're into, is every week we you get randomly connected with someone. And it might sound a little bit a little bit flouncy, but it's amazing. Yeah. And I didn't buy into it. And when my ops guy said to me, he had this idea, I was like, shut up. <laughs> but like, well, I'm absolutely sold. Once <laughs> a week on a Thursday for half an hour, you get put with a random person and you have a coffee over, and I give, I send them a coffee voucher and you have a coffee oh. over over Zoom. And I love you, that. It's like a blind date, except it's- And yeah, and course. you exclusively do not talk about work. It's the only thing that's off the record. You can talk about whatever you want but it can't be wow. work. Man, I, tell I, need you to, what, I need to instill that with my husband because he's always about like work. And I'm just like, let's just, that's a good idea. I was like, you know what? Let me buy us coffee. And the challenge today is to not talk about work. That's a good tip. What? Thanks I, for that, Tom. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't buy into it. I'll be honest. I was like, no, I'm not into this. <clears throat> and then I started <laughs> doing it and I'm like four down. I'm like, these are really good. I'm really getting to know these people. Yeah. And, you know, and if people enjoy working for you, they're going to work harder. Yeah. 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 I love that. I love all those tips. So face first, uh, interact outside of work or have some kind of fun competition, like count your steps and uh, also just kind of blind date, (laughs) blind date it, you know, set them up uh, for 30 minutes where they don't talk about work. Uh, I think that is all astounding advice. Um, In addition to that, Tom, is there anything else that maybe is a pride point for you at this point in your business, having survived the pandemic or thrived in the pandemic? actually. <laughs> well, I, d- I don't know about a pandemic specifically, but something that we're really proud of at the business, which is um, this policy that we kind of experimented with when we started and we're really starting to see the results. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is that we really take on the attitude of not telling anyone what their job is. Okay. Mm. So what we do, so no one in our company gets set tasks. What we do is we hire people strictly who are infinitely better at doing the, t- the job than we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then we give them, you say like, right, this, after two weeks of embedding, you tell me what you can achieve. You tell me what the measure of success is. You tell me what we should be doing and then go and do it and do it your way. I'm not going to tell you how to do it. Now we have parameters around like some stuff or course, but like, and I've tried to do this before and people are always like, when you work in a big, and I come from big corporates, it's like trying to do that in a big corporate, it's impossible. But Mm -hmm. in a startup, you have that opportunity and I cannot believe the quality of stuff that's coming out. It every day I feel like the dumbest guy alive. It's amazing. <laughs> yep. And it's you're like no calling, no name that, calling. <laughs> is that yeah? I, w- and, I wonder who that then, is. No, I was kidding. <laughs> you said the dumb person. Someone that you thought was dumb. I was like, oh, I wonder who that is. <laughs> I'm so dumb. I literally, I literally come into the people just come in and they're like, they come in, they tell me these ideas, and I'm like, damn, why am I not thinking? Why can I think of this? Yeah. You know, and it makes a huge difference if you give people the opportunity to genuinely like do things the way they want to do it, they're going to flourish and they're going to do things amazing. Now you've got to help them and you've got to support them and you've got to guide them sometimes. But like, if you give people freedom, what they create is so much greater than anything that they could have achieved if you just told them how to do it. Mm -hmm. 
I love that. It's really, um, it reminds me of one of my favorite books, How to Win, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Del Carnegie. And one of the principles is um, having people like kind of own their own idea, or it's like you plant the idea, but you let them like run with it. And so, like you said, you bring on these people who you know are really good at something. And once you bring them on, it's up to them and their own creativity, you know, to run with it because you hired them for a reason. They're an expert. They're, they're specialized in what they do. So who are you to give them specific assignments, right? Um, you only know so much. And so I think that's, again, you know, I think just that company culture of enjoying, you know, where they work and enjoying the people they work with, and then also just running with their own ideas. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised that you have a thriving uh, business as well as just a bunch of fun people to hang out with, I imagine. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't say that. I mean, some of them I can't stand. I mean, they're awful. I mean, gee, I mean, I get to speak to some of them like, oh my God, are you, I mean, come on. Yeah, seriously, more Dungeons and Dragons? I mean, seriously, I thought we covered this last time. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Um, awesome. Uh, awesome. Well, Tom, you're, you're such a, a, a pleasure to chat with and, and very pleasant to talk to. Uh, I want to make thanks. sure... Yeah, thank you. I, I want to make sure I cover all my bases before we wrap up here. Is there anything else uh, you want people to know about your company, Stakester? Yeah, great. So look, I think one thing um, when I um, when I started Stakester, I was a sole founder, first timer, mm-hmm. and um, I literally had no idea what I was doing. And so what I did was I went and spoke to people who did know what they were doing, and I was fortunate mm-hmm. enough to have some good connects. And I started asking them some questions, and then I was like. If I'm having these problems, so are other people. So I started recording them and um, you know, created a podcast. The podcast is called The Back Yourself Show. So if you are super early stage, you know, if you're uh, pre-seed or seed or just the ideation stage, check it out. You can find me at backyourself.show. Yeah, so we just get on the best founders and investors that we can find. And we just try to pick apart some of the basic problems that we all face. I love it. Well, thank you for taking time to do the same on the show. <laughs> So thanks. It's been great. And look, I'm actually a big fan of the show and uh, yeah, genuinely helpful. Please keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. All right. And to our listeners, this is Tom Ferry, the CEO, AKA head coach uh, and founder of Stakester. You can learn more about him and his company at stakester.com. Thank you all so much for joining us and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. 
Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.